Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hi there, ladies and gents, and welcome to our next episode of the Sophisticated Property Investing podcast. Mr. Ian Jackson, welcome, sir. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. How are you? We're good. We're good. It's all good over the uh, over the pond here, mate. Thank you for, for joining us once again. So I'm excited about this topic, Ian, because we all know that some people in property investing never get anywhere. Some people just want to be property investors for forever, might do the odd deal or whatever, but actually remain frustrated throughout. Not many of those on EPP. Um, and then we've got the super high flyers who just hit it out of the ballpark. They just take the system, whether it's the EPP system or whether they go and get some education elsewhere and they grab it by both horns and smash it out of the ballpark. They do 10, 12 deals a, a year. And then we've got the ones in the middle and the ones in the middle, and that this is who I want to talk about today in the, the, the guys in the middle, guys and girls in the middle who they're doing four, five, six deals a year. And most people are really chuffed with that. Of course, they can ramp it up in, in subsequent years, but if they do four, five, six deals in their first year, four, five, six deals in their second year, their net worth is going through the roof. You know, they're adding, they're adding probably a hundred to 150 grand a year onto their net worth. And they're adding probably a thousand pounds, maybe 1500 pounds a month to their passive income. And that's, that's pretty awesome for people. And the reason I've invited you on today in is because you across the whole of EPP have got the best track record for helping your clients to achieve that. The guys in Northern Ireland are more likely statistically to get to that four, five, six deals a year level than any of the other EPP partners. And I wanted to bring you on to ask you why that is. And there's it, an opportunity for you to blow your own trumpet. <laughs> it's an opportunity for you to for, to talk about, you know, perhaps it's the culture, perhaps it's the mindset of um, of you guys over there in Northern Ireland, or maybe it's something else. And, and that's what I want to get to today, because I don't think you're in an easier market. I don't think Northern Ireland is 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 somehow easier to make sophisticated property investing work and you might disagree with me but um that's what i want to investigate and really get under the skin of today and so what are your initial thoughts on that okay well i think the market here is, is the market here is extremely different um first thing is we've only got two million of population across the whole of northern ireland belfast is only just over a half a half a million uh, in size of population and that's in the greater belfast area so a lot of our a lot of our business is done in the Greater Belfast area, of course, but uh, that doesn't mean to say we're not doing any business anywhere else. But the other uh, the handcuffs that we have is really a provision of um, mortgage lending, and especially where buy to let is concerned. Uh, currently, at this stage, we only have one company that offers uh, a buy to let mortgage for for a limited company profile. They are getting too much business, and they are becoming extremely difficult uh, to work with. So I've told my guys, forget about them. They're not worth it. Whatever you're going to pay in Section 24 is well worth the price because you're going to start losing deals because these guys are changing the, the, the rules as, uh, as they go along. 
so when you move back into the ordinary run of the mill and, get a, and seeking to get a mortgage uh, for a private individual, again, we have only around about five that offer the facility wow. here in Northern Ireland. So to be clear, and last time I checked, there was something like 18,000 mortgages available in, <laughs> in England and Wales. So to be clear, you've got one provider who will lend to a limited company on a buy-to-let basis, Correct. and you've got five that will let to individual purchasers on a buy-to-let basis. Is that right? You've got six total. Yes, that's correct. Wow, that is a handicap. I couldn't agree yeah, more. That's yeah, that's correct. Just to put that population in, in perspective, not so yeah. you said about half a million people, right, in Belfast, Greater Belfast, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 500,000 people. So Nottingham's just over 300,000 and Derby is just over 200,000. So we're talking about the combined population of Nottingham and Derby. I'm using East Midlands as an example yeah. because that's where yeah. I live. So that's not a small population, but I see what you mean. You know, it's, it's not massive, but it's 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 an urban environment. It You know, it's a city. It's got an airport, two, two airports. Yeah, two airports. I think isn't it yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah um so it's a it's a it's not that different from a demographic perspective but obviously massively different from a fiscal perspective in terms of only having six lenders so i get that everything you've told me so far makes it slightly harder to invest in belfast yeah. and yet your results are significantly better so what do you reckon is going on what you have to have a mindset that says well we have to work with what we've got mm, definitely you know, and and that's you know we're having to uh, use because the other challenge with with the lenders is that they'll only lend so many, uh, they only allow you so many mortgages each individually, each individual. So yeah. we're, we're we're teaching or coaching our partners. Look, uh, use I mean, for instance, I've used uh, my son, my two daughters, my wife to get mine gearing up. You know, uh, I even last year I was stuck to get a mortgage. Uh, 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 no, two years ago I was stuck to get a mortgage, and I employed my daughter for six months so we'll get her enough pay slips mm. to get a couple of pilots. What kind of numbers are they limiting you at? Because here in England and Wales, for example, I think Birmingham Midshires are still limiting you to three mortgages. Yes. Um, by the way, guys, if you think, if your broker is recommending you use your three Birmingham Midshires mortgages um, because they're at a low rate, don't. The reason being Birmingham Midshires is one of the few lenders that um, will still entertain non-standard construction. So you really want to keep those in reserve for when you, you have an unusual property, you, unusually um, constructed property. I think the Mortgage Works, TMW, are limiting you at five. I think Oldermore are limiting you at nine. So what kind of limits are they giving you, mate? Well, the only one that we have access to here is BMS, and it's the same restrictions. So what, you're limited to three with each lender? Yeah, I think, they've, I think BMS have recently up, upgraded theirs to five. Okay, so you got five now with them. I can't see that, but uh, so when, whenever you're, you know, you're, you're talking earlier on there that we're that our guys are trying to do four or five a year. Yeah. You know, so after the first year with BMS, they've reached their limit. Yeah. You know, so then we're trying to look at other sources, and there are there are other sources out there that will lend, but then if you've already got if you got their limit with BMS, they don't like that sometimes either. But we just have to work the market and see if there's something out there. You know, we've, we've got a couple of brokers that we work with that, that actually live here, so they understand the pressure that we're under to try and find mm. mortgages. Mm. And I guess the, the one upside, and there's, it's never 
better or worse, is it? People say, oh, it's a rubbish time to be investing now because the market's so buoyant. I disagree, actually. I think there's a lot of people that are now not buying because the stamp duty shot back up. There's a lot of people not buying because they've already bought in the last year or so. But I don't think it's ever better or worse. I think it's just different. And so, you know, if, if we see a, a correction in prices and a, a softening of the market, then it will get easier to buy. I'm, I'm talking about the UK as a whole. It will get easier to buy, but it will be harder to get lending. Um, we're going to see interest rates go up. That will make it less profitable to own buy-to-let, but easier to buy them because more and more people will be selling because they can't afford their mortgages. So it's it's all. I think it all comes out in the wash, and it's all you know. Yeah. There are pros and cons. So if if it's really hard to get buy-to-let men- lending in Northern Ireland, then it's there are going to be less buy-to-let investors, aren't there? Because <laughs> it's so much harder. If you can only get f- five mortgages with Birmingham Midshires and the other lenders aren't great, then there aren't going to be loads of investors with. 40, 50 properties because they're going to struggle to get all the mortgages. And and that's where your creativity and you having five that you buy in your name, your yeah. wife having five that she buys in her name, your adult daughters having five each in their names, all of a sudden you've got 20 yeah. when Joe Bloggs on the street, who's less sophisticated, has only got five. And, and, and you might be sat listening to this guy's thinking, well, I haven't got two adult daughters. You know, I've got an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old son. That ain't going to help me much. <laughs> um, or, well, I've separated from my wife, so I'm not sure I want to put five houses in her name. But it's it's the principle, isn't it? And yeah. I've, the majority of my portfolio is not owned in my name. The majority mm-hmm. of my portfolio is, is in joint venture partners' names because typically I'd rather them fill in all the forms, them do all the bookkeeping and, and me just go find more deals and do, do the bit that I, I enjoy. The other option we're looking at right now is uh, we've have, we've have found a local company who will, um, well, what we're trying to do is, is find a, a lender in the UK that we could package 10 or 20 into. Um, and we're in discussions, but we haven't got anywhere yet. But we, we have found uh, a lender who'll do a bridge for us. You know, So in other words, if we're putting, say, 10 properties in and there's a million pounds, the, the challenge is, even if you do find a lender that will give you, lend you that million pounds, they mm. want their title. So they do, because they can't pay off the, another mortgage company. Yeah. So they can't. But we've now found a, a bridger in Belfast that will bridge that and have done it successfully for other people. So, uh, you know, we're starting to make some headway around that. Uh, we just need to find uh, the UK lender who, who doesn't, isn't sick of Northern Ireland. Yeah. And the problem, and you and I have many have had many discussions about this, Ian, is it's not a big enough market to make it worth the while for UK, uh, for, for England and Wales lenders to get into. There's not enough business there to make it juicy enough for them. And I, and I, yeah. I, I empathize with that. So that, that description that you were just talking about, that, that bridging provider, explain how that works, Ian. I didn't quite follow. Okay. So what, let's say you've got, a, um, uh, well, if you've got a mortgage with, if you say you've got 10 mortgages with, BMS and they yeah. total up to be a million pounds. Mm. If you could uh, move that million pound lending to a third party, yeah, then yeah. You, you would have uh, you could replace. Then, then you can back to BMS and get another five. Oh, yeah. I see. So it's it's moving them yeah. off the, the yeah. that lender, so you can reuse Correct. that lender. Yeah, yeah. And so you found a company that will take as I many. Found, I found a company that will bridge it. I'm, uh, I'm in negotiations with, with the broker. To see, how, how does that, forgive me, Ian, how does that help? So you've got 
let's just use your, your five property limit, right? So you've done, yeah. you've, you've bought your five properties in your first year, let's say on EPP, and you've got five on your belt and you're really pleased, but now you've maxed it out for whatever reason, you don't want to use other people. So now you're, you're struggling. So you go to this bridging provider, this Belfast <laughs> lender, yeah. and they pay off all your mortgages for you. Yeah. Now, BM, BMS, you're going to be paying, what, 4% a, a year, something like that, interest. What does yeah. the bridging provider want to charge? Six and a half. Okay, well, it's not not awful, actually, yeah. Um, so they've got first charge. You're now paying six and a half. Do you sit on that indefinitely then? No, no, you, you, you'd want to have it like, uh, you know, like a, a like an overnight, if you know what I mean. Uh, so you would, so you want to have the lending in, in, in position. So where are you? Who you lend? Who are you transferring the bridge onto? Then who who's going to lend to replace the bridge? We don't have a lender agreed and final steps yet, but we are speaking to a couple. So that's what you're trying to sort out, and then you've got the whole Correct. chain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and then that releases that releases uh, makes something uh, you know that goes into a commercial mortgage, which uh, in some cases won't even sit on the credit file. Absolutely, and it's funny, isn't it? The more lending you get, the less it, sh- it, it yeah. the less people worry about it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm going to guess. I'm going to I'm going to guess that the advantage of because I'm sure people are listening to this going, well, hang on, you've got it with Birmingham Midshires at four percent. Um, why put it onto a bridge temporarily at six and a half if you're then going to whack it onto commercial lending at what would your commercial lending be? Five six something like that. No, we're hoping to get it around the four and a half. Four and a half, brilliant. Okay, so you're going from four to six and a half temporarily, and yeah. then you're putting it onto a commercial loan at uh, four and a half. Why bother? Why bother with the the bridge in the middle? Now I'm going to guess that it's because the commercial lender doesn't want to lend on individual titles, and so the bridging provider is helping you wrap it up into one loan, and then the commercial lender will, will take that one portfolio off you as a, as a simple single transaction. Is that the reason or is there another reason? That reason and also um, they won't steal business from each other. Ah, okay. Yeah, that can be seen as I'm coming in to take out BMS. So ah, that okay. Be, so they won't it, do it. it but, that's, yeah. That's ah, it's like a gentleman's agreement. But if it's already on a bridge, then they're like, well, the bridging yeah, the bridge, company. It's, a bank, it's already on a bank. That's, that's, that's fair game. Yes. Okay. Ah, that's interesting. And so when you say overnight, you're talking about a, a 30 day, 28 yeah. days, something like that bridge. Yeah. So you're not, it's not actually costing you very much other than. No, you have to pay a minimum of three months rent and just to do it, but it's, it's a cheap price to pay to get you back in the market with the MS again. It's nothing at six and a half percent, is it? Three months no. interest. So, okay, and you could set that up in advance, so you're not stuck at six and a half percent. Even if you get stuck at six and a half percent, it's not the end of the world, is it? It's not like you're paying twelve or something. So, okay, so you're working on that, and I must say, Ian, you are exceptionally um, diligent at working on behalf of your clients. You know, you're always looking for opportunities. You're always looking for um, the next advantage you can you can give your clients which is probably one of the reasons that they do so well um that, that they've got you at the helm spotting the the next hack for them the next opportunity what else do you think it is that is contributing to the success of the epp partners in northern ireland i think because we're in a like a mastermind environment and we're living off each other's successes when you're on your own, I mean, one of the uh, guys who came to me in the early days, um, um, he was 
working with another uh, company that was coaching uh, something similar to what we did, um, obviously not at the level that we do it, but uh, he had been paying them for two years and hadn't bought a property. That um, beggars belief, doesn't it? So he was paying for a mastermind for two years and didn't actually buy a property. Yeah. Wow. And when he joined me, he had dead eight in the first year. So nothing in two years to eight in the first year. So that mastermind environment, and it's interesting, we've we've reverted back to that somewhat in, in England and Wales over the last year or so. So you'll know this, Ian, because you've been an England and Wales partner for uh, a good few years now. Yeah. We initially, so five and a half years ago when we kicked off EPP in England and Wales, we started with about eight, ten people. Well, we started with three and then we built it up. And then we were at like eight, 10 people, 15 people. And then it continued to grow. And we got to about 40, 45 partners across England and Wales. And it's interesting, a lot of the old um, crew, the original cohort one, two, three, that were there when there were eight, 10, 15 people, really missed that mastermind environment. Um, because we we just met in a bigger room, you know, 45 people, you can't have the same conversations with everyone. You, you don't know all the deals that everyone's doing. Whereas when I do a training with you guys, there's, you know, seven, eight of you around the table in, in Northern Ireland. Um, everyone knows everyone really well. And interestingly, in the last, yeah, 12 months, we've started doing a lot more of our um, trainings, a lot more of our education in England and Wales with less people, 10, 15 people around the table. And I think it does bring a greater sense of community. We lost a sense of community definitely in EPP over uh, the lockdown periods when we couldn't meet up, where we couldn't go out socializing together, where we couldn't um, just press the flesh, you know, and, and build those relationships. A number of joint ventures dropped, the engagement and motivation and activity levels of partners dropped. And so I think we've actually, in England and Wales, taken a leaf out of your book in, in Ireland and, and have taken it to smaller group meeting sizes so that we can focus on relationships, so that partners can get to know each other better, learn in more depth from one another. So let's take, you know, one of your new partners who who comes on board. What's their journey going to look like, Ian? When you say it's more of a mastermind environment, I agree, by the way, I think you have more of a mastermind environment in, in Ireland than we do in England and Wales. How often are they meeting? Who are they meeting with? What's their journey look like? Okay, on a Tuesday, uh, well, on a Monday today, they have the, uh, the All England uh, event with you at 6.30 in the morning. And then on Tuesday morning, we have a more realistic meeting at 9 o'clock in the morning. But- <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that Monday morning is, is yeah, usually with me, sometimes yeah. with a country owner. That's at 6.30 a.m. on Zoom on a Monday morning. So they're starting the week with the whole of the EPP global community. Yeah. And then yeah. Tuesday, you do a Northern Ireland 9 a.m. Zoom for an hour. Yeah, we just had our meeting this week uh, before you and I came on. Uh, ah, okay, of course, yeah, because um, we've just kicked off at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so they get an hour with me on a Monday morning and everyone else. They get an hour just with you and their Northern Ireland um, 
colleagues on a Tuesday morning. That's that's regular. And when you say, you know, you've got accountability, you've got a sense of community, that is a sense of community. So what a good way to start the week. What have they got next? Uh, Thursday evening from 6 to 8 at my office. So that's in person? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's two hours every week. Okay. And and what's what's the nature of your Tuesday morning and your Thursday evening? What what are you covering? Well, the Tuesday morning is, to, is a catch up on what's happening, what's happening with them, you know, and uh, how they deal with it. They need help with, um, you know. I mean, for instance, this morning, um, <clears throat> someone has agreed a deal that um, they've been working on since uh, I think November, and um, you know there was a particular. I did something similar about 10 years ago and um, I made them aware of how I did that and that's probably going to put them into about uh, an extra 20 grand in cash, not necessarily in profit, but just going to get it up front because what, what I've suggested, that they, the customer's got quite a bit of equity and they want to rent a house from them as well. So we're going to get some of the equity, keep some of the equity against maybe a rent-free period which will help the, the, the people quite a lot because they're uh, in difficulty with, uh, not, not difficulty with payments, but they've had a hard time up to now and, and uh, it helps them to use their equity, you know, that means they can get a year or, or two years break without any payments. But it's going to help the, help the, uh, the franchisee from the point of view or the partner from the point of view that they'll get a two years, maybe two years rent in hand. And that's something that I think a lot of investors fail to grasp in fact um we had a question you you'll remember it yesterday morning on the um on the global webinar and that was one of the partners in england i think it was tim from liverpool yeah was saying he had a question about a property all my questions were about the vendor so why can't the vendor do this solution why haven't you offered this what about going back to him and offering this etc and I think that's, they were all broad questions. Now, Tim's quite new in his career. He's, he's been going um, a year or so, I think, maybe slightly longer now. And so he's still, you know, only, I think he's done six, seven, eight deals, something like that. And um, so he's still finding his feet in terms of how best to, to, to communicate, how best to structure these deals. I think we go broader in EPP than most other property investors. And what I mean by that is that's highly unusual. What you've just described in, yeah, in terms of you're buying a property from someone, but you're going to pay them less for the property so that you can pay their rent on a new property on their next property for a period of years for them. That's really, yeah. really unusual. Most people would not even consider that. I'm, I'm, I'm viewing properties at the moment um, for myself to, to live in. And uh, in fact, on the podcast previously, I've, I've said, um, you know, I'm going to do a no money down deal on a property that's at least a million pounds that I'm going to move into. And I've, I've realized that, and I said this recently on a, on a monologue uh, on this podcast, that, that I think that's a bit crazy because the chances of finding a really nice property that I really want to live in and ticks all my boxes in terms of geography and um, environment and number of bedrooms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera and is a motivated vendor that wants to sell no money down it's so remote i'll end up spending you know 10 years potentially trying to find this property whereas 
I can earn my money in sophisticated property investing and just go buy a property retail. So that's what I've been doing. And I actually this weekend spent a whole day meeting with normal agents at normal properties and doing normal viewings. And oh my goodness, it's hilarious. It's so single dimensional. There is no discussion about what the vendor wants. In fact, the agent generally keeps the vendor right out of the way and doesn't talk about the vendor at all. And if you're interested, if you say, oh, so are they moving out or have they moved out already? Um, it's almost like, you know, they, they, their guard comes up and they don't want to talk about the vendor, which is hilarious given that we're just trying to do a deal together. And so the more you know about the vendor and the more the vendor knows about you, the better. But the agent's all about, you know, this house, this house, this house, which is very interesting. So you've done a deal there whereby you focused on the vendor's next house and how you can help them with their money management and paying their rent on their next house. And that means that you can buy this house from them, which is excellent. And my help with Tim, my, my answer to Tim's question yesterday was along similar lines. You need to go broader, Tim. You need to understand the vendor more. You need to get why they're saying no to this and understand what they would say yes to outside of that one dimensional i want this much money next week so okay yeah. so your guys have got a tuesday q and a um mastermind session is there much education as in content that you're delivering or is it more catch up and a, a surgery no I, I, there is also uh the delivery of, 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 of some coaching and teaching as well so this week we're doing uh, our own individual book at the moment um so we are reading it in a in a month, so and then we're discussing it each Tuesday morning and Thursday evening, what everybody's got out from it, you know. So we've just started January with uh, Elon Musk and uh, his journey, and that's been extremely interesting. And we're just about going to Duncan Ballantyne now. Oh, brilliant! So, so you kind of read as a book club and then discuss it each each session. You spend like 10, 15 minutes discussing it. What a good idea! Yeah, and that's going to add. And p- people listening might think, oh, you know how much how relevant is elon musk to property investing actually highly relevant it's fascinating right. what he's done I've, I've read his i can't remember if it's his autobiography or his authorized biography but um that sense of community then is going to grow massively because everyone's reading the book at the same pace and is discussing it yeah i like that so you've got two thursday evenings then for two hours what happens on a thursday evening for two hours mate Okay, well, first of all, we, 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 we just uh, catch up with each other, what's been going on. And uh, once we uh, do that, that takes 10, 15 minutes to see where everybody is. And then uh, we, we move in to do a deal surgery, if there's a deal surgery. Um, and um, uh, usually there is, you know, where we need to go into something maybe deep or we're very fortunate that in our mix we have, uh, you know, an art attack um, also, we now have a, uh, a, a surveyor. So we have who uh, does uh, who works for a, um, a lender and, and does uh, valuations for for lenders. So we can get even get a valuation done now, which is much uh, because we don't have uh, the the knowledge of right move. We don't have the things uh, you know. Right move doesn't work in Northern Ireland. So we have our own two uh, called uh, Property News and Property Pal. But the information that we can get off that is very minimal. Mm. So, uh, so, uh, Do you have home track over there, Ian? 
Nope. So we use Home Track a lot for our valuations. Yeah. Nope. So if you're not using Rightmove Plus and Home Track, <laughs> that's pretty much our whole valuation tool. <laughs> so you're doing it old school, looking at what's actually for sale, phoning agents, asking them yep. what they what it's sold for, and now you've got a surveyor that you can speak to. Yeah, that's handy. So that that's, that's that can take a bit of time, and, and and then of course we're always looking to see is there other opportunities. You know, can we is there something we can monetize? You know, I mean, uh, one of our guys, uh, Tony. Uh, found a, a bought a house um, in September, just about to close now. Uh, no, maybe it has closed it actually last month. Um, and um, well, the architect has identified uh, he can get him four sites on, so that's in the planning. And that's come about from that deal surgery, is it? So Tony yeah. was talking about this deal, and and you've looked at it all together, and between you've said actually you can you can get four other dwellings on that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. That is a true mastermind, isn't it? There's yeah. there's six, seven, eight minds working on a single deal. You're gonna come up with stuff that uh, that you wouldn't otherwise come up with. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And then um, I go into doing stuff with them with, with the like of uh, John Maxwell. I'm a, a certified coach with the John Maxwell Group, so mm. a lot of stuff online I have access to that we can. Uh, you know, go into there and pick a particular topic and, and go into that for, say, half an hour. Uh, listen, usually there's a video that we'll have, I have access to it at the back end, and we'll listen to the video and then we'll discuss that and everybody gains from that. And then we, we, we just, then we find who's, what actions are people going to take after they've done, after tonight, you know, and then we get an action, an action list down for each person and, and then that's, you know, they're, set, they're setting out on a new venture the next day. And do you then, review that the next thursday so if if um fred the franchisee um says i'm going to do abc on a thursday night do you then ask fred if he's done it the next thursday or the next tuesday how's it work actually i don't need to do too much asking because they ask each other okay so you have a session where they each go right what was you what did you say last week and i did this yeah Somebody would decide to do something courageous, so everybody else wants to know, did you do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. And so you've got, you've almost got positive peer pressure there, haven't you, where people yeah. are holding each other to account, yeah, which is which is very important, very, very important. So you've got Tuesday mornings, Thursday evenings, that's three hours of yeah. together time, some online, some in person. Um, and then what else have you got on a, on a a over a longer period? We have a one-day event, third Tuesday of the month, where it's a full day training where uh, we usually have you in for at least half of it. Hmm. Um, then I take the, 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 the second half, so we usually mornings with you and afternoon with me. And that's all together again. So that's quite yeah. a lot, isn't it? So I'm just thinking across the course of a month, you've got 12, 15 hours of um, your normal weeks, and then you've got, is that a 10 till 5 day? Yeah, yeah 10 to 5, yeah. Yeah, so that's a seven-hour day. So you've got you've got about 20, 22 hours a, a week, haven't you? A month, rather, all together, yeah. which is a lot. That is a lot, yeah. And then you've still got your every Monday morning with the, the global, which is another four hours. So, yeah, you've got maybe 25 hours a month of of positive. We talk about a tidal wave of positivity, don't we, in EPP? Yeah. And that's that is loads of positivity. That's loads. And it's not rah, rah, you know. It's... I'm doing this deal. I've just made this much money. I've just bought this property. Now I've got planning for four, 
buildings on it you know this is this is what i've done this this week oh i'm struggling with this and then the next week you come back and go oh i've overcome that now it's it's real life but it's positive because people are taking action yeah i like it some of the guys listening might thinking that that's quite intense and i can understand that 20 25 hours of contact time a month you know that's averaging what an hour every working day of contact time that, that, that's, yeah, that, that, that's significant what kind of adjustment do you see in people so d- does everyone take to that somebody oh, yeah. opt out yeah. of that how, how, what do you see the journey in terms of you know the the guy that hadn't done a deal for two years and then did did you say six yeah in the yeah. first first year what transformation did you see in in them how, how did they react when you told them it's you know five hours a week and and how did they embrace it or or not <laughs> you know well they, they saw the value of, of being in, in the group and uh you know and there's you know they, they were it was because of being in the group that they finally got the the, uh, the courage i guess to uh and also they had a very busy job and um so they weren't carving out enough time to follow up the, the leads that they were getting and to monetize them, you know. So, uh, so I started to help with that in the early days, and then that gave them the courage that this, this does work, you know. Sometimes you get to the stage where you think that the area, I, the area I work in here, it doesn't work, you know. Everybody's got this mindset that it doesn't work here, you know, but it actually does work here. You just have to, uh, uh, you know, get into it and make it work and make it happen. We've got people coming on board and they're um, joining the community. They're getting loads of support from you. But for the guys listening, they're thinking, yeah, but I haven't got an EPP community. Uh, well, actually, you have guys. You just need to get in touch with us. And <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take this opportunity to uh, to share a little um, observation that I've made recently. The number of people who are contacting EPP now in Northern Ireland and in England and Wales and in uh, in Australia now as well, who have been listening to the podcast for quite a, a long period of time and or the YouTube channel. They know so much. They're like, yeah, I, I know that there's the one day seminar and I know about the four month membership. I know that it's um, three grand for the four month membership. I'm ready to come on board is is amazing. And I'm so glad that we have so many fans out there that are considering um, joining our community. But my observation is how long they've waited and how long um, they've wasted in many instances. So that that example of the guy that didn't do a deal for two years, um, we have people contact us that have been meaning to contact us for the last 12 or 18 months well in 12 18 months you can do a couple hundred grand's worth of deals and and i think that's a real crying shame so if you i I will um take this opportunity to say if you are listening to this and you've been thinking do you know what this is really interesting i like what i'm hearing i want to find out a bit more about this you're not saying i definitely want to become an epp partner you're you're not saying epps for me but if you're thinking i'm interested in finding out a bit more just reach out to us guys just pick up the phone and give us a bell jump on the website ethicalpropertypartners.com um drop us a comment in the youtube um comment you can email in to support at ethicalpropertypartners.com any of those you will reach us and 
yeah, get in touch because then you can find out whether EPP is for you. Because I would, if EPP is not for you, then you want to be looking at your next support. You want to be looking at another group, another um, means of educating yourself to, to, to get to your definition of success. So I don't want you um, sat there thinking it might be EPP for the next year or two if we're not a good fit for one another. You want to find out that we're not a good fit quickly, as um, Robert Kiyosaki says, you know, fail quickly so that you can move on and find the solution that's going to work for you. And equally, if we are a good fit, you don't want to sit there and and waste that 12, 18 months of earning potentially multiples of what you're currently earning in, in your day job. So thanks for that uh, little reminder there, Ian. But if someone is not yet in the EPP community, but they still want to employ the best practices that you you guys seem to be using in um, Belfast and Northern Ireland, what can they do? What do they do? What do you guys do differently? And you've, you've kind of hinted at it. And I'll, I'll just uh, summarize what, what I've heard from you. In The first is you've got a can-do at, at, attitude. You believe that you can overcome the market conditions and do sophisticated deals. So the belief is there. And I, I, I think the two of us would agree in that is massive. You know, believing that you're going to do deals, believing that you can uh, find motivated vendors and help them is massive. So belief... I've heard you say accountability. So um, holding one another to account or holding yourself to account if you're not in a community. But what else do you see in your partners that you think average Joe investors aren't doing as much or aren't doing it at all? I think the secret that we have is we have a system. Mm. You know, and uh, you can't build a business unless you've got a system. Which is tough if you're starting out on your own. So if you're not in a franchise or you're not in an educational program, what system are you going to adopt? Because <laughs> the likelihood is it's not going to be a good one. <laughs> and and what I'm guessing you're saying, Ian, is you, you follow the system unrelentingly. So even if it doesn't work at, at the start, you carry on until it works. The problem is if you haven't got a tested system, the system might be rubbish. And then you're doggedly following something that's never going to yield results. So, yeah, I, I agree 100% with you. It doesn't help someone who's not got a system to follow, though. <laughs> well, they need to invest in, 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 in themselves and uh, mm-hmm. join us, and we'll, we'll help them along the track. It's a good point. And you and I have both spent tens, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds. I'm, I'm well up into uh, six figures um, in terms of my own education. Yeah, and and I know you've done the same over decades in, and and, and are still continue to invest, and that that really does make a difference. Yeah, I was chatting to Nick James, who we've had on the um, podcast uh, a couple of times now, and um, I'm a member of his mastermind in Birmingham. I went to his mastermind awards dinner at uh, Christmas. Um, in fact, I won an award in. I don't know if you know this. Um, no. Yeah, I won. Um, I think it was. Uh, mastermind masterminder 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 of the year something like that basically the other guys in the group had voted me uh, as as the uh, the person that contributes most to the group which i was really touched by actually um yeah. that the guys felt i brought so much to uh, to the mastermind but um the reason i um mentioned the the awards is on the table 
was Nick's coach. Now, Nick's coach lives in the States and Nick had flown him over from America for the awards due and for the rest of the week to do his annual planning session with his entire team. Now, goodness knows what that costs him. Now, I know his coach is expensive. Um, I, I want to say nearly, it's, it's either like high five figures or touching six figures a year for that that coach to coach Nick and some of his senior team. Um, but to fly him over, put him up, uh, his wife came over as well um, for that week to work on, to, to come and celebrate with his clients, to then work on his uh annual plan with his team I just thought yeah that speaks volumes there's a guy that is backing himself there's a guy in in Nick James who knows he's on a journey and is is doing things the right way and I'd say that about you Ian you invest in yourself you invest in your education at at a time when a lot of people are hanging up their boots they're like Mm. the most input they get um, each day is reading the paper after they walk to the corner shop to pick it up, you know, that is their, their daily mental exercise. That's the development that they're in. And when we talk about a, a tidal wave of positivity, I can't think of a bigger tidal wave of negativity <laughs> reading the daily paper. So no, yeah. Okay. So following the system, I get that. Um, and if you haven't got a system investing in your self-development to, yeah. to get guidance and get a system and get a mentor who can, set you on the right path okay got that we've got accountability we've got um the belief what else would you say if anything no i think that's you know if you're not investing in yourself you're not going as brad sugar says your results you can't impact directly people go i want more money i want to do six deals this year i want to do a flip that makes me 50k i want to do a development you know you've you've realized a lifetime goal in the last 12 months in for mo- for many many people in the property industry and that's to build their own house yeah. and you've just you've just gone and done it you've got a plot you got planning permission on that um plot um you've broken ground you've built the house when do you move in um next week week after next 14th 15th awesome congratulations mate that's amazing and from um digging the first footing to moving in how long's that taken you me and we're on the 1st of Feb today when we're recording this. So June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, eight months. That's impressive, mate. Very, yeah. very impressive. And that's that's indicative of an action taker. Is that the first house you've ever built from the ground up? No, it's the second one, but the last one was done about 30 years ago. <laughs> so um, I'm guessing a few things might have changed since then. <laughs> my, 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 my new wife at that stage, was uh, her father was a builder, so we didn't have too much uh, concern about it. But of course, he's not with us any longer. She's not a new wife anymore. <laughs> 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 so you were newlyweds and your father-in-law built your house that's lovely in it's been brilliant chatting mate and really getting under the skin of what lies beneath the results that we see on the surface um i was just saying um about brad sugars and him that's the founder of action coach saying that you can't directly impact on those results because the results are the um after the equals sign so you've got the the person the b as brad says so the b is the identity the beliefs multiplied by the do as he says which is the actions that you take 
and that equals the results. So you have to have the psychology and the belief and then you have to have the knowledge and the motivation to take action and then you get the results when you combine those two. And I think you've um, you've really exemplified that this morning and, uh, and described it really well, Ian. Thank you for joining us, sir. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Until next time, everyone. Happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.